Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. The only thing that can build that kind of a church, regardless of its size, is the actual message of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't have the latitude to change it, soften it, or repaint it to make it look like something it isn't. Now, with that said, I find three overarching truths that comprise Jesus' message. There is the message of peace. There is the message of God's rule and reign. And there is the message of judgment to those rejecting the two above. Let's begin with peace. Verses 5 through 6. Jesus said that when the 70 engaged people in their mission, the first communication was to be that of peace. And listen, you got to understand I mean, there's thousands of words that were used, and Luke couldn't write them all down. I mean, good grief, we'd be here forever trying to read something that if we recorded everything. So we're getting to the chase, but it was more than just walking into a house and saying, Shalom! There was much more to it than that. But the peace, ultimately, that is being spoken of here is the peace of the gospel. My friends, listen to me. The gospel is all about peace. Mark this down. The gospel is about having peace with God and obtaining the peace of God. That's the message of the gospel. Peace with God. You see, I'm a sinner, and therefore I am divided from him. I'm separated from him. I don't have peace with him. I'm under condemnation because of my sins. But the gospel says that Jesus bore our sins on the cross, and that if we're willing to repent and put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, see, then that gets wiped away, and all that's left is peace with him. He goes from being the judge to being our daddy. Anybody want to say amen to that? I'd rather have him as my daddy than my judge, amen? And then as I enter into that relationship with him, I begin to discover the peace of God where despite trauma on every side, the peace that surpasses all understanding somehow rules in my heart and mind because the Spirit of God is bringing rest. That's what the gospel's all about. But listen, in this, in this instruction about the message, what Jesus is saying when you look at this passage is he is saying that this message of peace with God and the peace of God will be the dividing line that will cause a laborer to quickly discover whether there is receptiveness or hostility. I've discovered in my experience that once I get away from the pleasantries of religion, And just talking about God in general, and I start talking about Jesus in specific, I find that people very quickly identify whether they are open to the discussion or don't want to hear it. It is a message of peace, but some people aren't interested because they don't see it as peace. Jesus said that if they are interested, then stay and work with them and help them to understand But if not, move on because there's someone around the corner who's waiting to receive that message of peace. We find in verse 9 the message of the kingdom, which is really the message of the rule and reign of God. Listen to me. The kingdom of God is not a place. The kingdom of God is a person, Jesus. 
And the kingdom of God is all about his, the scope of his rule and reign in creation. The kingdom of God is wrapped up in the kingship of Jesus. And where his authority and power are in play, then there will be manifestations of his kingdom. The Bible teaches that a time is coming. I can't wait for it to get here. Where the scope of Jesus' rule and reign will be unchallenged and will touch every part of creation. But at the present, that's not the case. However, the hope comes in Jesus' first advent. That took place 2,000 years ago. At the first advent, advent, the kingdom began to draw near. And the kingdom began to draw near and was evidenced by the proclaiming of the good news to the poor, of of, of liberty being uh, given to the captives, and of recovering of sight to the blind, at the setting at liberty those who are oppressed, and the announcing of the year of the Lord's favor. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19, and also going back to the prophet Isaiah. And let me tell you something. The kingdom continues to draw near Every time we share the gospel. You understand that? You understand that when you share the gospel, you are bringing the kingship of Jesus near to the person who is hearing it? Do you realize that every time that we encourage the downtrodden, every time we help the needy, every time we serve the least of these in Jesus' name, do you understand that when you're doing that, you are bringing the kingdom and the kingship of Jesus near to those people? That's our task. That's our ministry. That's why we're here. And then there's the message in verses 10 through 16 of judgment for the rejecting. The message of the kingdom brings untold blessings to those whose hearts by faith open to its light, but to those who reject, we must be sure and understand that the wrath of God is coming. Now, I don't like talking about the wrath of God so much. And if you ask me, only the hard, cold-hearted religious elitist enjoys talking about God's judgment. And we've seen some of those people carrying their signs, haven't we? Which say, turn or burn, and some other choice things that I'll just leave out from your ears this morning. But to the rest of the Christ followers, the message of judgment is unpleasant. But as unpleasant as it may be, we must not reject, we must not neglect to warn people that in addition to our message that there is a heaven to gain, they must also know there is a hell to shun. We cannot leave that out. Because God's judgment is real. And in this passage, we discover that God's judgment has differing levels of severity. Jesus said that on the day of judgment, it would be more tolerable for Sodom. Remember Sodom? Do you remember Sodom? Thank you. I like a little sign of life every now and then. Remember Sodom? rain down fire and brimstone to the point that those towns, Sodom and Gomorrah, can't even be located on the map. And yet Jesus says that on the day of judgment, tells his 70, on the day of judgment, it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom than it will be the cities that you go to and proclaim the gospel to. Their judgment will be greater. He talks about Chorazin and Bethsaida. He talks about them 
and he talks about how they experienced manifestations of the kingdom of God. They heard the message. They heard it from the master. And they witnessed healings and exorcisms of demonic spirits and even the raising of the dead to life. They witnessed this. And yet they rejected. And Jesus says that if those same manifestations had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago. Think of it like this. If the works that were done in Johnston and Urbandale would have been done in West Des Moines and Clive, see, that makes it more personal, doesn't it? We don't know anything about those cities much. We do know something about Johnston and Urbandale. We know a little bit about West Des Moines and Clive, don't we? And what Jesus is saying is, these two cities, they had a privilege that so many don't. And Jesus is saying, you know what? If I would have done those same manifestations in those other towns, they would have dropped on their knees and they would have repented and they would have shown it by covering themselves in sackcloth and ashes. And so he is communicating a difference even in the severity of judgment. Now what does that mean about Chorazin and Bethsaida and Tyre and Sidon? Truth point number five. Mark this down. Truth point number five says guilt and corresponding judgment increase for the rejecting according to one's access to the gospel. Can you soak that in for just a moment? Guilt and corresponding judgment increase for the rejecting according to one's access to the gospel. Hear me now. We're getting ready to land the plane. I'm going to get you out on time. Don't worry. You will make it to the buffet before the others. I have to believe, I have to believe that the degree of guilt and judgment will be off the charts for the people of the United States who have heard and heard and heard and heard and heard. Hey, let's forget about the United States for a minute. Let's talk about our community and let's talk about the people who flock to our churches who hear and hear and hear and hear and hear. And they don't reject actively. They don't go outside carrying signs saying, down with the church, down with Jesus. No, no, no. No, they come, they even throw a 20 in the plate every so often and volunteer to cut the church's grass. But they come in and they hear the message and they walk out unchanged because they don't want to give up their independence. They don't want to bow before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, you are Lord. And so they play their religious games and they walk on. Well, let me tell you, friend, I have to tell you the truth. There is a, ju- a day of judgment coming. And according to what Jesus is saying here, if you're the kind who have witnessed and heard and heard and seen the works of God and you turned a deaf ear and you went your own way, your degree of guilt and judgment is going to be greater because you did hear but didn't open your heart. And I'm, listen, I'm not saying that to scare anybody. I'm just telling you the truth. I told you we have to communicate the message regardless of the sensitivities of the audience, and I don't have the latitude to change it. I can't because I'll be held accountable. In fact, the Bible says people like me would be held double accountable. So I've got to tell you the truth. I've got to tell you that no other nation has had such free access to the gospel as we have. Now, as we hear all that, I realize that's very heavy stuff. But there is light coming at the end of the tunnel. You see, 
Listen up now. Right now for you, right now for you, the message of peace with God, the message of the glory of the kingdom of God is before you, and it is within your grasp. It is. It's not far from you. It's right in, it's right in your face. Peace and the loving rule and reign of Christ over your life. To receive it, you must open your heart to the truth. What truth is that, Pastor? The truth that you're a sinner, that you are one like me who has fallen short of God's standard, and that being a sinner, there's nothing that you can do on your own to fix it. From there, you look upon Jesus in faith, trusting God's word that declares his death on the cross was God's tangible act of love towards you, and that his sacrifice can and will save your soul if you repent, receiving his grace. And of course, we can't leave out the resurrection. For in rising from the dead, Jesus proved beyond any doubt that he is God's Messiah. And through his life, we too can have eternal life with God. That's the light. For any talk about the judgment of God in this day and age, we have to say, yeah, that's true for the rejecting But you don't have to reject. You don't have to be judged. You can go from being under condemnation to being a part of God's dearly loved. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.